0: Well, hello, everyone. I am Matt Williamson. It feels like we have not chatted in a while. Weird week with the Steelers being off. I think Monday is like officially the end of the bye week for me. Starting Tuesday, you start to really dig it back into Groundhog Day. Um, Two little notes you're probably aware of by now, but let's just throw them out there. Deontay Johnson and McFarland have uh, their window has been opened to resume practicing, and what that means, they have 21 days to activate both off the injured reserve. My article this week, spoiler alert, is all about Deontay. I think you'll enjoy it. I think it'll give you some optimism. I fully expect him to be back in the mix immediately, if not sooner, and McFarland, I think, as well, which is another nice jolt of energy to a much-needed offense. Um, I'm going to go more around the league today, but a couple things I'm really monitoring this week, what we're hearing out of camp, who I'm talking to. I really want to see an uptick in rookie action from the Steelers. I want Broderick Jones to be the left tackle. I want Porter to be the left corner. I want Benton to be Heavily, heavily in the mix on the interior, no matter down and distance, personnel package, no matter what. And Washington's going to get a lot of action because of Friar Muth. They're already, well, I don't know if they're already. We'll see. It's time to know. Um, so that's really all I got on the Steelers today. Obviously, they're chilling. Um, but I wanted to talk a little bit about the Rams, just their game. Interesting. They beat Arizona, who's a bad team. And it sure seems like the Rams are beating bad teams, struggling against good teams. We'll get into the Rams heavier this week, but I just want a couple notes just from watching their game yesterday. They fed Cooper Cup like crazy to begin, and he was tearing them up. And Puka Nakua didn't do a lot in this game, but he he did drop a touchdown. It was the Cooper Cup show. They just had so many matchups to their favor against a bad Arizona defense, and they just riddled Cup with, with attention, and he did great. They hardly ran the ball at all in the first half, and then they come out in the second half and call eight straight runs to open the half. And Kyron Williams ended up with eight yards per carry, 150 total yards, 20 carries, almost all in the second half. So forced a lot of missed fumbles, and Stafford was quite good. Didn't turn the ball over more than enough to beat a good bad Cardinals team. Um, Aaron Donald, I'm sure you've heard of us. This dude. Led all players with six quarterback pressures, and he had three tackles for loss. Um, Just living in their backfield, basically. All run, pass. They had no answer for Donald whatsoever. And then a rookie I wanted to talk about, too, is is Byron Young. He's a defensive end for them. Him and Donald are really their only pass rush threats, but he's done a really nice job. Young. He had five pressures in this game. Got a sack on Josh Dobbs late, late in the game, too. Um, They may have really found someone in Byron Young. Um, A couple little things here. Again, they had three carries in the first half and then immediately went, you know, eight straight runs, as I mentioned. And then the second half, they, they added points in all but one of their second half drives. Cooper Cup was amazing. The. Rams' defense generated pressure on 23 out of 46 dropbacks. That's 50% of the dropbacks that Dobbs took. He was under pressure. That's the highest pressure rate in a game this entire season. How about that? Pretty crazy. Um, Okay, quick break, and then I want to talk about the division. All right, I am back. That didn't go as planned, did it? The division, I mean. Yeah, I thought you'd sit on the couch, watch the watch the Brownies get smoked by the Niners, and Cincy and Baltimore would split. That's kind of what I expected to happen. Nope, all three teams won. Crap, you know. Ravens are now four and two. As you know, the Steelers are three and two. The Brownies are back to three and two. The Bengals are now up to three and three. So just a couple notes from watching those games. The Browns. I didn't see this coming, as mentioned. Boy, is are D good. It just is. It's schematically good. It's great up front. They fly around the ball. This was a weird game. Weather was an issue. So many penalties. I mean, It took away from the game. Purdy didn't handle the weather and elements and pass rush as well as he has in the past. They lost McCaffrey midway through the game. They also lost Debo early, who's not been himself to say the least. And the Browns were the better team. I mean, they did enough on offense, but it was a defense that carried things. I, you know, you get Watson back, you don't have Chubb. I mean, you beat the Niners without Watson, Chubb and Betonio, your best offensive lineman, you know, based on a defense and doing enough on offense in sort of a weird game script. So give him credit. Again, I did not see that coming at all. Brown's defense should keep them in every game. I thought Cincinnati's defense was really good in this game, too, against Seattle. They put a lot of pressure on Geno Smith, who had a couple bad picks that was probably the difference in the game. I think Burrow is back. They're feeding Chase a lot. I think their running game is very, very ordinary for Cincinnati, and Mixon's looking closer and closer to Dunn all the time. But what worries me most about the Bengals, and this was a really good win. I thought this was going to be a coin flip game. And frankly, I was right. I mean, it was a coin flip game. um, But their defense was probably the best unit on the field, Cincinnati's. I don't think the Bengals O-line is right or is ever going to be. I just don't think that they've corrected it properly. So even with Burrow getting healthy, I still think that line is going to be a problem in the run game and keeping him protected. I mean, to me, they have a weakness that's going to be hard to overcome this year. That being said, if Burrow, Chase, and Higgins are humming and that defense is playing like they did yesterday, they can basically play with anybody. Um, Ravens. So I'm going to get the Ravens in a second. I thought the theme of yesterday was, first of all, tons of injuries. I mentioned McCaffrey, you know, brutal. The biggest news, obviously, were the two undefeated teams, the Niners and Eagles, both losing. But if you include the Bills, who maybe are the third best team in the league, narrowly squeaking out a win against the Giants. Those three teams, if you think about it, either did or almost lost to backup quarterbacks. Tyrod Taylor. Um, back up again for the Browns, who was their third quarterback used this year. And Zach Wilson is not a starting quarterback. So three backup quarterbacks nearly beat or did beat two of the three best teams in the league. And then I also thought a theme was the second tier teams, the Jags, the Lions, teams like that took care of business. And I'm, I'm going to put the Ravens in that category as well. They're, they go overseas. Dangerous game, physical Titans team, and they did enough. I mean, it was all the Justin Tucker show. They didn't score a touchdown. Lamar started really strong, but there's some warts, growing pains to that offense in Baltimore. Defense is quite good. Tannehill got knocked out of the game. Tennessee might have the worst offensive line in the league. So I don't put a lot of stock into, wow, that's an amazing win by the Ravens. But I do put a lot of stock into, like I said, the Jags and the Lions and teams like that, just handling their business in a weird week six across the league, a really weird week six. Steelers chilled out in their home, should be fresh. And, oh, the last thing I want to do, too, I want to look at the division upcoming opponents, the uh, schedule grid. Cincinnati now goes into a bye, which good for them. That's uh, perfect for Burrow. You get those last two wins, huge, but their next four, well, look at their next six, wow. At San Fran after the bye, host the Bills, host Houston. That's maybe their easiest game. Go to Baltimore, host the Steelers, go to the Jacksonville. Wow, their next six are brutal. The Brownies don't have it nearly as bad. They just played the Niners. That was their brutal one. They go to Indy. They go to Seattle. Awful place to play host the Cardinals at Baltimore, host the Steelers. Yeah, you know, they should do okay in that stretch. Baltimore went to double check there. Real tough game after coming over the pond or across a pond, whatever people say. They intentionally did not want to buy coming off their overseas game, but now they host the Lions. I mean, at least they're not on the road, but they host the Lions then they go all the way across country to play the Cardinals. Cardinals are terrible, but that's a lot of travel in two weeks to go from London to Arizona. Then they host Seattle, host Cleveland, host Cincy. Wow, I mean, three out of four home games after coming across the across that overseas game, some critical ones too. Lions, Seattle, Cleveland, Cincy, and then they go to the Chargers. A very late week thirteen bye for Baltimore. So. I found that interesting. Um, the rest of the week will be more Steeler-centric, more Ram-centric. And there you have it. Oh, take a, take a uh, look for my Deontay Johnson article. I think you'll like it. Over and out.